Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, uh, I was good. I feel like I'm less good now, but I think you're in the same position. It's As we both kind of alluded to on our Instagrams, we were both on holiday last week. And now we're home. I mean, I'm very happy to be here talking to you, but at the same time, I quite liked where I was. Um, that was a good save because, yeah, the whole, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy to be here talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I saw some of the views of your Instagram. Like I don't know where on earth you were in Wales, but that place looked beautiful. I mean, to explain to the listeners how I'm um, having holiday blues, I went on very much a bit of a guy's trip surfing on the weekend. And, um, let's, let's, let's. Let's, let's, let's. And um, on the way to surfing, we stopped off at this uh, very um, nice brunch place that sold their own milk in glass bottles. And I thought it'd be fun for the whole weekend to drink Guinness out of this glass milk bottle. Um, and I haven't stopped drinking Guinness out of the glass milk bottle, so I'm currently sat here swigging guinness out of a glass milk bottle um so it shows the the low <laughs> that i currently am at um from my have you been sat on work calls all week drinking guinness out of a milk bottle have you been on a on a call to your boss and he's like what the fuck are you drinking out of that it's coffee black coffee just coffee just black coffee still, i mean still still have a milk jug which is still confusing but I, I live in southwest London. I'm pretty sure people drink yeah, coffee true. out of weirder things than milk jugs, to be perfectly honest. Like, yeah, it's a black coffee. No one will know. It's fine. Um, yeah. it's when you, live it's... In the, you live in a place where they serve breakfast just on the slab in front of the street. <laughs> There's no plates or wood. It's just... There you go. It gets a little bit hard. It, it gets a little bit harder to justify when someone like puts a, a 4:30 meeting in my diary, and by that stage, the amount of black coffees that I've had um, make it a little bit more difficult for me to talk. But uh, after that, yeah, it's it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We've. I'm sure by the time this episode goes out, we're recording on a Friday evening. Uh, I'm sure by the time this episode goes out, we'll be back to normal, Scott. We would have acclimatized to uh, regular life again. I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyways, without us kind of sat here singing the blues, let's get our, uh, our amazing guest in this week. Um, Scott, I do have to warn you, try not to get yourself a little bit too starstruck this week because I know you have to sit here and talk to me. Um, and obviously we said last week that I officially have a picture on the back of a T-shirt. Our guest also has a picture on the back of a T-shirt. So we're both famous here. So Scott, don't get a little bit too excited. Um, when it comes to our guest's sneaker taste, they like to get low, 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 low. Um, you know him as at Techies and Sneakers. We know him as Damo. Damo, welcome to the podcast, mate. Evening, guys. Evening, evening, evening. How are we doing? Fantastic. Now we can see your face, mate. How are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Can't complain. Um, nursing... Uh, broken heart because i lost that on that uh low today but you know uh, <laughs> what, can, what can i do <laughs> it's, it's uh it didn't everybody <laughs> yeah i everybody. think so yeah yeah this is this but, is another um, sad day for for sneakerheads i feel as if um and i feel like scott this might be something maybe to do with the days that we record i'm pretty sure a very recent episode of ours we were recording on the day that the highs came out i think it was maybe two episodes ago we were recording on the day the high mm-hmm. came out and of course it was just heartbreak across the whole of instagram today we're recording when the travis fragment low came out and again it's it's heartbreak across instagram i think i saw on uh 
CAF's uh, Instagram story, I think out of about 4,000 people that voted the whole kind of, did you cop, did you get the L? I think 4% got Ws. Mm. Madness. I, that is a madness. I think I've seen more heartbreak over these lows than the highs. And I, I think we said this at the time that everybody was going, oh yeah, the highs are really nice and all that. Everybody, literally everybody wanted the lows. I didn't see many people beforehand that really wanted the highs. Obviously, if you get offered the highs, you're not going to say no to them by any means. But I think people prefer the lows. And I must admit, I know rumours were stock was lower on the highs, but you've definitely seen much less on the lows today than you have on the highs. Um, I think a lot of that so speculation, isn't it? Because I've also seen a few messages today mm. now saying, actually, it's now been confirmed that there was less stock on the lows. So I feel like people just make up about mm. stock, don't they? Like people don't well, really I know. I don't think yeah. anybody really knows about the stock, to be honest. You get people throwing out stock numbers left, right and centre and everyone's like, mm. yeah, it's this, it's that, it's the other. It's Nike. Nike know what the stock is and that's pretty much it. True. Yeah, I think they've the the one message that we have seen was that there was actually more stock of the of the lows which is what was said but because it was spread out ac across more retailers each retailer's stock was lower so actually it was harder to get than the highs because you'd oh, have instead of having just the highs at say just offspring and end this time you had the lows at everywhere you know there was a lot mm. more opportunity to get yeah. them so it would make sense because i've seen nobody get the win today like not a single person on my stories and also i suppose everyone is entering all of those raffles aren't they like if you've only got the opportunity because i think the highs was just in the uk the highs were just offspring end and sns uh if you've only got yeah. three retailers everyone's going to enter on all three of those retailers if you now open that up to five six seven retailers everyone is still going to enter five six seven raffles so mm. if that stock is spread thin it's still going to be just as difficult very interesting i like that little insight scott thank you very much yeah. um You're but uh before we dive into a rabbit hole and give people <laughs> too much ptsd about the heartbreak that they've experienced they're gonna people are going to be listening to this episode after a couple of days of recovering from their l and the last thing we want them to do is <laughs> sink back into that hole so yeah, true, uh true. demo we, we always start these episodes with a few questions and we always like to start things off nice and easy and we start with exactly the same questions for all of our guests and that is tell us a little about yourself a little bit about yourself mate tell us a little bit about your sneaker history when did you first get into sneakers kind of what was that earliest sneaker memory wow okay so where did this start so okay so i'm um, i'm sure most people know i'm originally from south africa so kind of been in the uk the, the shirt gave it away to be honest so after the line series i had to um <laughs> <laughs> we won't touch on that for too for too long um so back in south africa like i kind of so south africa's load of languages there's like 11 national languages in south africa um english being the main one and then there's afrikaans so i went to a lot of afrikaans schools Generally, up until I was about 14, 15, I've been wear shoes at all to school, to play sports, generally just going anywhere, didn't wear shoes. Okay. So shoes really wasn't a thing in my life yeah. at all for, any, for anything, really. Um, then um, I think around, what was it, about 96, um, I saw a pair of... Um, black up tempos scotty poppin were wore in the olympics 
I think he wore it in the uh, for the Bulls for the I think their seventy two and ten season as well. Um, and I, that was the first time I saw a pair of sneakers, and I was like, "Oh my god, these are amazing! Oh, I need a pair of these on my feet, even though I didn't wear shoes." Especially that shoe like, as well. <laughs> like, if we talk, if we're talking about the the Nike Up Tempo, like. Yeah, you can't miss that shoe. The fact that it's like plastered up the side with yeah. the branding, like the big letters up the side, like you're you're never gonna miss that shoe. Um, no. It's a very cool shoe. I like that shoe. I love that shoe. Yeah. I, mm. So that was my first, but I didn't actually get them in South Africa because, you know, in South Africa, pair of shoes um, isn't like kind of a major thing you need. It's not something you know. My mom's not gonna go out and get me a pair of shoes that I'm never really gonna wear, to be honest. So. Never really got it. Um, fast forward a few years, I moved to the UK. Um, not to like bring this, bring the mood down, but we didn't come with a lot when we came over here. You know, kind of yep. bags, packed our bags, came over. That was it. Um, got my first job at Argos. Oh, uh, wow! What a place to get a job. Um, so what? I'm, I'm really sorry, but I have to kind of stop in there because Argos <laughs> is one of these like mythical places in the UK. Like, what was your job at Argos? Were you the type of person? That, were you the person that like saw the number come through and knew it to like hunt through the shelves to try and find the stock? Yep. So that? generally, that was it was mental. Like some of the stuff that went on in the back stock room was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Argos is one of these for anyone that is not a UK listener just google Argos or something it's basically this weird shop that essentially you buy out of a catalogue inside the shop and then a staff member runs to this huge warehouse and basically just finds <laughs> your things for you um, it's the weirdest thing in the world but it's, like, it's a staple it like here in the UK batshit mental I was gonna say it when I actually, when, when I say it like that, it sounds like why the hell is Argos even a thing? But it's it's a brilliant, brilliant a, shop. You've you've made it sound like a one man band type of thing. Right? <laughs> what is it's it? like somebody somebody it somebody demo, that's yeah. at the till is like right number fifty two. Right, I'll be back in a minute. Bond Runs it. around the back, picks it up, and but the thing is, the, the Argos's that we had, we had two. We had like quite a big one, which had like this almost amazing like like escalator oh, yeah. in the middle, like a travelator. Product would just come up, like, would just what? appear, and you're like okay, but then. The, the one that we went to when I was kind of younger, before that one kind of appeared, it was literally like this like hole in the wall. And then somebody would just appear with all of your shit and just put it down and be like, <laughs> there they are. And it was just like, where have you come from? Like, Because the store is like, the outside of the store looked tiny, yeah. but I mean, they must have had so much space behind ridiculous i know i know this is a sneaker podcast demo but were there any sort of like crazy argos shenanigans that used to happen like did you guys used to like race to try and see who can get the stock the quickest or like are there any crazy i feel as if argos would be one of these things that when you're younger it would be such a cool place to work it was an insane place to work it was actually really good we used to have pallet races in the car park with pallet trucks that you know used to like crank up to move pallets around um we used to uh, cling film people into pallet cages. So when stuff used to get delivered, push them down the car park. Those always used to topple over. <laughs> we used to sometimes push boxes down the escalator, which had TVs in. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> and we're like, man. That explains why my 42-inch when I was younger was smashed, <laughs> you bastard. And we're like, if it's broken, they'll bring it back. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Um, wow. See, so so what I've now discovered is Argos isn't this mythical place of wonderment where you're like, oh, it's actually just to hide all of the maniacs that they employ so they never get seen by the human eye ever again. I mean, 
I hope you're not implying that Damo was a was was a maniac, but. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he, he was riding around on TVs. I mean, <laughs> this has escalated from pushing TVs down escalators to he was riding around on TVs. Like, what do you think the TVs like grew legs and started running around Argos with him or something? Yeah, why not? <laughs> this is weird. This is a this is a weird episode already. This is a strange episode Look, already. The the tra- the travelator that they had in this store, it would have been quite fun actually to almost use a TV as a sled and just kind yeah, of go it could flying work. Down. It could work. But uh, anyways, right before we end up turning this into the Argos episode, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just had to like the minute I hear I used to work at Argos, that like, I had to stop because I feel like I've never actually met anyone that works at Argos. I know I'm making that sound as if people That's that work at Argos actually. are like really crazy people, but I've just I've never actually I've never spoke to anyone that's experienced that behind the scenes Argos experience before. But anyways, carry on, Damo. What, what, you're working at Argos. You're in the UK. What happened next? Uh, got my first first paycheck from Argos. Yep. First thing I did was I remember walking past. I can't remember what it was. It was a shoe shop in Derby. I can't remember what it was, but they had the new Nike shocks in. Oh, okay. Like, I think, so those, like, I think it was around 2001, 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. And um, I had my money. I was like, you know what? First thing I want to do is buy myself some trainers. I never bought new trainers in my life like that. So I went and I got them and I absolutely loved them. Like I think they were like a full gray and the shocks were orange, like a bright right, orange. Yep. God, I absolutely adored them. I wore them to the ground, like absolutely wore them to death. And um, kind of that was back. I kind of, kind of started looking at sneakers again, but then it kind of plateaued a bit. Like as I, because um, I was trying to get into the forces, um, a few things happened, got kind of medically discharged. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then um, I kind of got back into it again, met my wife, and then I started earning like a decent salary to be able to start yep. to be able to buy sneakers. I think that was always the thing for me historically. Like I never really used to have the resources to be able to just go out and buy sneakers all the time. Um, but kind of got into a good job, um, started earning some money, um, kind of got, I think the first pair I bought when I started getting back into it again was a pair of, uh, Flynet races. I think it was Yorker vaults. Okay. Um, which I've got two pairs. I still got, I love them. Absolutely. Love them. <laughs> um, so I still wear one pair and the other pair is still dead stock upstairs. Wow. Um, I absolutely love them. They're just such a good summer shoe. Um, and then after that, I got some, I think Nike by you, uh, Edge Jordan mids. Um, okay. so where, when, when, about, when about would this be? She's 2014. I was going to say, I, I feel like I, I would have said 14 because again, yeah. we had, um, previous guest of the podcast, um, Aaron Barton on and um, I don't think we spoke about this in the episode but we were talking about uh, obviously people that listen to the podcast know I'm not the biggest Jordan fan but I was <laughs> I was educating Scott to say it's not that I've never liked Jordans I remember very distinctively in 2014 getting a pair of bread Jordan ones for Christmas from my dad and I couldn't remember whether they were high or mids and I think Aaron was saying kind of back in 2014 they didn't really do highs they just kind of did mids um so they were probably bread mids but yeah that, that, that kind of makes sense if you bought a, a Nike by you mid kind of around yeah. that time so yeah yeah kind of 
got those again in a white and green colorway and um, they couldn't didn't get any gold as you'll see my other nike by you mx ones i've got our yep. kind of a green and gold kind of a springbok theme going there um, <laughs> <laughs> um and then i kind of started getting back into it when uh well i got brought into the hype um when the original 10 was dropping on sneakers yep. And I hit on the OG Vapor Max. Okay. Um, nice. Which was, that was a mental drop. That drop on sneakers, I was sat in the office and all 10 were just going one after the other. Bang, 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 bang. It's just, I, and then I hit on those, I hit on the Vapor Max and I was like, insane. I was really, I was after the 90s, I think the 90s the most. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a, ma- I'm not a fan of the off white Jordan ones personally. They just really don't do it for me. Um, I can see why people like them. Like the, the, the Chicago, the Chicago yeah. ones are absolutely for me. They're a bit of an art piece. Yeah, like they yeah. look insane. But to wear, I, I just don't think I would. Well, it's it's um, two classic then, colorways, isn't it? I mean, you've got a UNC blue and you've got a Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was always and with a collaborator like Virgil off white. I mean, it was always going to be hype upon hype upon hype. But yeah, yeah. But for me, again, whenever I see someone actually wearing them in the street, I'm kind of like should you be doing that? Like, can you not wear a more practical shoe out today? Or, <laughs> But yeah, you are. Oh, it's yes. more of an art piece. It kind of looks like mm. that. Agreed, agreed. Then, what was it after that? Um, I got a pair of the Black Cement 3s, um, again on sneakers. Um, back in the day... I was gonna say, you, you, you used to do all right on sneakers, mate. I say, I, this is, you this, started this, this podcast moaning you... about L's, and here's you rattling off all the W's you've had. <laughs> Yeah, this I got, how I got easy early it was access to... on those threes actually. What's that? Sorry, that that was like I think that was my second early access. I got early access oh, really? to the, Shad, the Shadow Jordan ones, yeah, and the Ed um, and the Black Cement threes in the space of like two or three weeks. Wow. Wow. That was that was my that was my introduction to sneakers, and then it all downhill, went downhill from, there. from there very rapidly. That 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 Black Cement threes. Just to give you a, how easy it was to get stuff on sneakers back then, I bought them. I then cancelled my order and went, no, actually, I don't want them. Then I went, actually, no, the Black Cement 3s, I'll order them again. That's how easy oh, it wow. was. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> I've even got it in my order history where I've cancelled them and then just reordered it afterwards. It was to any of our To any of our younger listeners that might have just kind of <laughs> entered the world of the sneakers out Their heads in exploded. the past kind of like year... That this was a thing, yeah, it was. Yeah, this it used was. to happen. <laughs> but I mean, will it ever again? I don't know. Nope. But <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um. So then I picked up another pair of threes, which I actually returned, which are the Quai Fifty Fours. Oh, okay, yeah. I think you know the black with the kind of um, neon. I think pink, blue, and green. Yeah. yeah. Kind of sole, almost mid sole. Mm. Wasn't a fan. Just too 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 much black for me um yeah. right up chelsea street i think chelsea would have blacked out the midsole as well just to you know <laughs> get a pair of black cat threes or something <laughs> um and then i got the tinker threes which are amazing you know the that's you know, little swoosh on. that's my yeah. favorite three um yeah uh, that that is definitely i i kick myself now for not picking up a pair i think i've said i don't know whether i've said on an episode or whether i've just said two people but i remember back in 2019 going to florida and seeing a pair of the white and red tinker threes in an outlet and 
just for whatever reason, it was right at the beginning of my holiday and just thought, I might find something better. Didn't pick them up, regretted it because later on that holiday went back, they weren't there, didn't find anything better. Um, so that was definitely, uh, that I, I definitely messed up on that occasion, but that's one of the only pairs of Jordans. I, I really like that for some reason with the swoosh. I really like that Tinker. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think I, I don't get me wrong. I really love the pair I've got. And I think there's such a nice pair, but if I could, if I could get any pair of threes as it stands right now, I want the Justin Timberlake Super Bowl ones, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. With the white yeah. swoosh where it's got the swoosh on. But they look like a pair of white cements, yep. if you get what I mean. Oh, those are for me like they're up there. Like, oh, I need a pair of those. I, well, I don't need them, but I'd love a pair oh, of those. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, see, the, th- the threes are like a uh, silhouette. They're like, I never really picked up that many because they were, you know, you're talking like 170 pounds for a pair of shoes. And yeah. I was like, this is nut. Like, this is, this is 50 quid more than a one at the time. And I'm like, man, this that's a lot of money. But looking back, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I pick half of these up? Like the UNCs that dropped, the oh, yeah. mockers, all of these pairs that I've seen sitting, even hit the sales, and I'm like, why did I not pick them up? Mm-hmm. And it's really frustrating because of the whole hype that came with the uh, like Amamiers and stuff. The prices of them have gone up mm-hmm. slightly, and now they're a bit like... Yeah, but I mean, it should have, it should have, would have, could have with everything. I mean, again, funnily enough, talking Mm. the the same holiday where, uh, for some reason, there was like a little kind of resale shop opposite the hotel that I was staying at on International Drive in Florida, and um, there was a pair of um, Turbo Green Jordan ones there. They were like three hundred pounds, which for me at the time, like I now, obviously, people listening to the podcast will know. I don't like spending lots of money on shoes, but three hundred pounds, or no, it's three hundred dollars. So by the time you convert that, it's even less. Um, at the time, I was like, "Oh, three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes—that's quite a lot of money." Jesus Christ, what those shoes are probably worth now? Like three hundred dollars is an absolute steal. So again, like mm-hmm. sh- shoulda, woulda, coulda. You look back at these things, and it's like, "Oh well, there's a new shoe every three and a half minutes now, isn't there?" So I'm sure you'll find <laughs> another one to replace it. But uh, Damo, I wanted to ask. Uh, Listening to some of these stories that I bought this, then I bought this, then I bought this. One of the, the kind of continuous things that I'm, I'm hearing is there's a lot of basketball influence there. Um, when did that kind of like basketball influence start? I know you said that one of the first shoes that you saw was the up-tempo Scotty Pippen wearing those. Um, was it that, have you ever been a big basketball fan or is it just you you kind of gravitate towards those silhouettes? Um, so kind of... Back in South Africa, like sport-wise, there's <clears throat> generally there's rugby yep. is your main sport. Everybody does rugby. That's that's a thing. There's cricket. It's your second sport. Yep. Football. Eh, it's a lot of English football, but generally basketball was one that we showed a lot on telly. Like obviously, oh, okay. you know, the Bulls era. It was on TV over there a lot, um, and it was just something we seemed to watch a lot. We're like me and my friends. We'd go around a friend's house. We'd watch a game or whatever. And we, you would get influenced slightly. Yeah, I wouldn't say heavily. Not like, you know, obviously like the US or maybe I think even the UK probably were probably more in, heavily influenced than we were in South Africa. Yeah. But um, I think there was a bit of influence there. And then obviously people, those are the kind of shoes that they hid on the shelves at the time. So it wasn't that I'm heavily influenced by basketball. I think it's just the silhouettes I'm drawn to just happen to be yeah. kind of associated to basketball. Mm. You know, 
just how it is yeah really. no I, I thought i'd ask the question because obviously you hear a lot of people a lot of people come onto this podcast and it's kind of what got you into shoes and it's i watched michael jordan play or i watched basketball when i was mm. growing up and therefore i like basketball shoes which of course if that's what got you into shoes that's of course what got you into shoes so it's just interesting i always like to ask when people are into jordans and, and those types of like more traditional basketball silhouettes whether or not it it was actually the game that influenced but um no yeah. just just interested just curious just curious right. i mean curious. You, you were speaking demo there a lot about kind of <laughs> i suppose your shoeography um of kind of how you got into to, to shoes and and kind of the, the various purchases you've had um leading up to now what are some of the things that kind of keep you going with uh the the, the kind of sneakers and and some of the things you're that have really kind of got you excited over the last kind of one or two years because you did kind of bring us up all the way to maybe about 2017 or so. So what's been kind of something that's kept your interest over maybe 20, uh, 2020, 2021, maybe even 2019? Um, <clears throat> I think, okay, well, we'll go back to 2019. I think we'll start with, I think, you know, those were when I first got my first offspring win, which was um, the Travis Highs. Okay. Um, so managed to get a pair of those. Uh, I wasn't like, again, wasn't, I obviously had the off-white pair that I managed to grab um, off sneakers. And those are only my real high pairs, you want to say. Um, but then I saw the Travis Highs and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've never really had a Jordan 1 high. Um I went for them, managed to offspring obviously get me win. I was lucky enough to get a pair, um, went and picked them up. And I was like, okay, these are absolutely insane. Like just the quality, like, I think there's a, there was a debate going around about the mockers versus the kind of versus the Travis, you know, the, the last year when the mockers and, came out. Yeah, yeah. When the mockers yeah. dropped, a lot of people are like, oh, if you take the hype away, the mockers are probably better. And I'm like, mm, it's, I wouldn't even, you remove Travis from those Travis Scott ones and the quality of the materials is way above what the mockers are. So I think when I got them in hand, I was like, oh, these are amazing, brilliant. I love them. And then I think what really, really pulled me into sneakers is off the back of that release is I reached out to Sneak Illuminati and um, uh, they kind of added me into the group. And I think I started meeting like-minded people off the back of the Offspring collection. Um, so, you know, met people like Dan, Chelsea, um you know gary us gravy seal um them lot and just speaking to people who are like-minded i was like actually yes this is a rare i'm enjoying this more now yeah, um yeah. because it's people who are interested in sneakers and i think that's when resale was kind of starting to build a bit more as well people were starting to flip shoes a bit more um <clears throat> just to give you a bit of a i bought like the the tokyo mx ones the off-white um vapor i can't remember what the like the bright orange ones is, uh they were like a football inspired one like polka dot shoes i can't remember what they were um but i had a few purchases off where i just returned them because for me like reselling wasn't a thing yeah it was like yeah i don't like yeah. this shoe got it oh, send it back like yeah, I've <laughs> that's got, just yeah. how it I've went got 28 days or whatever it is to return them so yeah you, exactly you yeah. back up and you send it back yeah. and yeah all done yeah, I got a Tokyo Maze and I was like, mm, yeah, I'm not really a fan of these. Like, <laughs> pop those back in the post, off they go. <laughs> Regret it now. But anyways. Um, oh, Tokyo Maze are a fantastic pair. And, uh, I see them on people's feet now. I'm like, God, oh, devastated. So good. One of my favourite <laughs> Air Max ones. Oh, um, but then I kind of got talking and then I think it was, don't get me wrong, it's the shoes that kind of 
gives that common interest with everybody everybody and you know it's what you're all drawn to so it's you know what you all have in common but for me it's the people i met through the secret numerology and maybe the wider kind of uh community as such uh that kind of kept me in it and kept me interested and that's what's really i suppose dragged i say dragged me through 2020 and 21 yeah. so far is yeah there's been some incredible drops through 2020 and 2021 i've not hit on near as many as i would have liked to um as i'm sure everybody's kind of dealt with the same thing um but it's just having the people there just kind of chat about it you know <laughs> struggle together win together all that um yeah the i think that's what's been, quite nice it is yeah i love it like i it gets thrown about a lot but I've won quite a bit recently more for other people where I'm like, Oh shit, this is really nice. Actually, yeah. you know, Oh, I've hit somebody, somebody really wanted these. I've managed to get a pair and I can get it to them without them having to, yeah. you know, line somebody else's pockets for no reason. Um, mm. So it's all that helping each other out. I absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, what's kept me in it, what's kept me interested is more the com- kind of community aspect rather than the shoes themselves. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Still, absolutely fucking love shoes but <laughs> trying to buy a pair nowadays is a bit more challenging you know what though like it's it's funny because there's been a lot of toxicity around like the word community and stuff in the mm. past like while and everybody always focuses it at the obvious um kind of scapegoat in offspring and people criticize and all that but actually i think people need to like if you look at it like for you you know the travis drop led you to the sneak illuminati and chelsea and danny and everyone else that's involved in that group and you know when i went to that drop i went on my own i traveled a couple of hours stood in a queue for what four or five hours didn't talk to anybody really um funnily enough that must I, have I back, felt the, like bloody ages I, I tell you what just as we were getting up to the top of the queue um, somebody went up to the person that was stood in front of me and they were like, oh, wait, you're Ben. And I was like, you, clearly everyone knows each other here. It was actually, um, funnily enough, the people that were in front of me were Ashbash, Ben, um, Inventive Minds, um, and that kind of lot. So Merkel, I think, was there. Merkel, my man. Um, they were all in front of me. And now I'm like, oh, like, obviously I listen to their podcasts and I look at all their stuff on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, actually now, you know, a couple of years later, I know of you, but like for me, I got into ZX through offspring ZX. And if I didn't get into ZX that way, I wouldn't have met Matt and the podcast wouldn't have happened. And I wouldn't have met Mm -hmm. Ty. I wouldn't have met so many people. And I think actually while people can be really kind of pissy about offspring and, people twerking for shoes and whatever else they want to call it actually there's a lot of good things and like just look past the shoes sometimes it's just like actually like look at the people you talk to on a daily basis would you talk to them if it wasn't for initiatives and stuff that they do so yeah no it's 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 nice and i think during lockdown in particular i think you hit it on the head i think shoes went on the back burner for most people um and yeah it's um groups like tsl and you know, obviously we're part of other groups, Sneak Fiend Club and stuff like that. Just being able to talk to other people and just have a bit of a laugh has, yeah, been a godsend. 
I feel as if that was the uh, that was like the holiday hangover. Before we went on holiday, we were just trying to like be nice to everyone and fluff up everyone's egos. And I feel like that was the hangover of kind of on the way down. We're still trying to fluff people's egos, but uh, we, we 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 still love everyone. We still love everyone. Um, but uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, Damo uh, said, kind of in your intro, that. Uh, or alluded to in the intro is you love a Jordan one low. If I think of someone that loves, uh, if I think of anyone that likes Jordan one lows, it is you, my friends. And um, you have a, a very good collection, um, if not a great collection of Jordan one lows currently. Um, Jordans are obviously a big thing at the minute. Like you said, it's become a very, very difficult time to uh, be into trainers at the minute because every Tom, Dick and Harry is also into trainers or sneakers or whatever you want to call them. And um, it, at the minute, the biggest things that everyone loves dunks and Jordan ones and people want Jordan ones, whether it is highs, lows, mids and anything in between. Um, I wanted to kind of have a bit of a conversation with you because for someone that is so into lows and I, I do know you like more of the OG shape low rather than the kind of big tongue, the fat tongue low. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this resurgence and kind of really intense interest in Jordans, especially maybe some of the more so-called less desirable shapes like the lows and the the mids, the ones that people people tend to either like those silhouettes or they don't. They tend to be kind of highs or, or everything almost. Um, what are your opinions on um, everyone going a bit fanatical about the, the, the Jordan 1 in general? And do you think this is a, a positive thing for people like yourself that like lows and, uh, and maybe, maybe people that like mids? Or do you think this is maybe a negative thing? Definitely a positive thing, I think. Um, <clears throat> like for me, when it comes to shoes, if people want to get involved in it, they need to get involved. No matter if they like it, they like it. Be it a low, be it a mid, be it a high. Even if it's a, when it comes to lows, the OG shape or you know the current fat, like you say, fat tongue shape, I I would love all my friends and everybody I know to get into it. Be it, you know if Jordan's their gateway into it, be it mids, highs, lows, whatever. I want them to do it because why not? It's such a nice you know shoes are such a nice thing to get involved in. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to make my life a little bit harder trying to get what yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. but. You know, if somebody's going out there because they like something or they want a pair of shoes, then they need to go and get them. Like, I don't have any qualms with that. Like, if it gets more people involved and it means there's more people in the community, I, obviously, I don't want to, you know, touch on that too much, but I'm, I'm all for it. Why not? What do you think it would do in regards to product? Because we're obviously seeing more and more jordans of lots of variations nowadays mm. like, i mean obviously a lot of people are saying almost to a certain degree people are getting tired sometimes of seeing the jordan one silhouette but again like you said there are lots of people that are brand new into that silhouette and you always do have to kind of think actually there are a lot of people that welcome all of these um shoes what do you think that increase will do in regards to product do you think we're seeing more better quality products at the minute or do you think actually because of the amount we're seeing way more misses <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think the way you've just uh, phrased that <laughs> says everything we need to know. I think there's a lot more misses. I think everybody will probably attest to this Nike's QC. When it... <laughs> oh, yes. Um, it's just way off the mark, generally. Like, I struggle to think where I've, you know, going away from Jordan just for a minute, like just to dunks where I've bought 
just general dunks. The only dunks I've bought where I've actually had really good quality are like orange label stuff. Yes. Um, like the SB. The stuff. orange label for me always hit the mark. Um, but when it comes to because especially the mids, I've not bought a mid myself. Not, I just they're not for me. I don't. I'm not saying nobody should buy mids. If you want to wear buy, buy mids, go buy mids. That's you know, it's your life. Do what you want. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the quality is like, but I've seen story, you know, on Instagram stories, some Jordan highs because they're shipping so many and there's such a need for them. Everybody's such a demand that I can imagine they're just pumping them out, pumping them out. They're not really, they know they're going to be selling them. And because people are struggling to buy them, when people do get a pair and the quality is a bit shite, they're actually like, they're actually now, oh, but I've got a pair. Well, actually... Mm. You know, you've paid, you know, 100 whatever for them. You should expect a level of quality to them. You don't, you know, you shouldn't be going, oh, thank God I got a pair. Oh, look at me. No, you need decent quality. You don't want some, which is why I can imagine a lot of people are going over to other brands just because of this, because Nike are just Mm. pumping up volume because there is that demand around them. It's tricky. Yeah, it's mm. very tricky because it I think is. we've had conversations with between ourselves and and many different people. You're almost kind of like split in two minds, especially if it's something like a um, let's take something that, that, that Scott has mentioned multiple times on this podcast, the the Air Max ninety Bacon's, right? Something that a lot of it was raffle wins, like people are waiting years and years for the Bacon's. You spend one hundred and thirty quid or however much that shoe costs now, and it turns up and it's got blue biro over it, and the suede has leaked or the the suede has bled already, and it's got bad quality control. I mean, luckily my pair, the the blue biro, you kind of just rubbed your finger over and it went, and my pair are, are perfect now. But I know for a lot of people that wasn't the case. You're kind of in two minds, like. I have the bacons, but I don't want this bacon. And it's kind of like the mm. the devil on your shoulder, the angel on the other almost, where you kind of like, send it back, no, yeah. keep it. Send it back, no, keep it. And you, you get very, very this torn. This is the thing, though. Like, it's one of the, I guess it's one of the side effects of having more people interested, though. Because, like, say, I, you know, the more people that get into shoes and the more people that we can talk to, etc., and kind of share um, our interests with, the better. But Nike know that. And because they know there's so many people, they're just pumping out quantity. And it is. It's just quantity on quantity on quantity on quantity on quantity. And it's not... The quality just isn't there. There are some pairs that are really good, but they're kind of like... It's a bit It's a bit of an oddity. It's like the um, undefeated um, Dunk High 85s that just came out. The black and red ones. Picked up a pair yeah. of those. Fantastic. Are they undefeated? The quality on those... Or they're undercover, yeah. aren't they? Oh, undercover, sorry. Um, yeah, undercover. I was, was going to say, have I missed a dunk or something like that? Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, hang on a no, minute, is there an no, undefeated dunk yeah, I don't know no, about? Or? Yeah, no, you got me on that one. Yeah, no, it was the undercover ones. And the thing is, the quality on them was fantastic. I got them in and I was like, I wasn't interested in them, but I got them in hand and was like a little bit jealous that they weren't for me. Like, they were really good quality. Um, but then in terms of stock, like, I mean, we just spoke about the Travis drop from a couple of years ago. And there was massive numbers. Like, there was loads of us there for what was meant to be and is for a lot of people a grail shoe. Loads. Whereas now, you're looking at, the, say, the Fragment Jordan one, and it's like the quantity is so low that it's impossible to remotely even see, let alone kind of um, get in hand. So it's weird. I, I'm, uh, Yeah, I think I feel like Nike are trying to self-remedy with making the hype really limited and making it more kind of valuable. 
but they're still pumping out so much stuff that it is it's ridiculous like like you i mean you said earlier they're pumping out a shoe every kind of three and a half minutes is it even that like there's a dunk appearing like register for this register for this register for this like every five seconds it's ridiculous true maybe i mean i'm just throwing this out there maybe this is some sort of like algorithm calculation thing where every time you have a collaborator on a shoe the stock depletes by 50 percent. so by the time <laughs> by the time we have like five-way collaborations in 2030 there'll be like five pairs to go amongst five different countries or something like that like I'm, oh, God, is that I, i'm gonna i'm if anyone's listening tonight please don't make that happen let's make it the other way and the more collaborators no. we have the more stock we get but um You're describing how sorry <laughs> you are literally describing hell imagine if there was one travis like jordan for every single shop like it, it was just a random size as well like offspring got a, an 11 like end got a six and a half like it would be absolute mayhem it would be absolute mayhem you'd, st- you'd, you'd still have some 12 year old kid posting his thing on instagram saying look i've just botted 50 pairs <laughs> Yeah, every every pair apart from the one on Travis's feet. But anyways, right before again, <laughs> before we go down to uh, too many rabbit holes, I've already had to steer us away from one rabbit hole talking about Travis. Funnily enough, I'm diverting us away from another Travis rabbit hole. Um, I think it's probably a good time for us to move on to our first segment, guys, and that is uh, shoes rounds. Um, before we do take uh, wi- uh, whisk demo away into our uh, lovely shoes round studio i will tell the listeners a little bit more about what this segment is uh, every single week we spend a little bit of time reflecting upon the week's previous sneaker news what we saw on instagram online blogs etc um and uh, this week it is me taking shoes round so without further ado i will pass over to me for shoes rounds <laughs> Okay, so Damo, you are now, we've taken you away from the Double Up podcast studio and you are now in the Shoes Round studio. I am your lead anchor this week. And uh, seeing as we spent the entire time for the first part of the podcast uh, talking about Nike, we're going to spend a whole segment talking about Adidas. And the first news story we have, this is going to be a nice, quick and easy story because... It's really a continuation on a story that we have spoken about, I kid you not, probably about four times across four different episodes uh, over the course of 2021. And that is, we are nearing the end of the chapter of Adidas trying to sell Reebok. It was confirmed um, earlier on in the week that we have a confirmed buyer for Reebok. The buyer themselves is the Authentic Brands Group, and it is is being reported that the buying price was 2.5 billion US dollars. Now, listeners might be thinking, oh my God, that is an absolute fortune. However, uh, when Adidas originally bought Reebok back in 2006, they spent 3.8 billion US dollars. So they have made a loss of what, 1.3 billion US dollars, um, which let's be honest, we'd all probably like to have in our back pockets if we could. Um like I said, there isn't really much to, to talk about in regards to the ins and outs of this. Um, we've already spoken about this in, in quite a lot of detail, me and Scott anyways, uh, about how we think this might be a positive thing for Reebok and how now branching out kind of under a new um, a, a new uh, kind of buyer, they might be able to 
strive, how they haven't been able maybe to under Adidas. But um, Damo, are there any sort of like thoughts here or, or any sort of anything you can add to the news story? Well, for me, it's it, it's an interesting move. I'm not surprised at all that Adidas have like dropped Reebok. You know, they tried to bring them on to try and compete with Nike. It's obviously not worked. Um, Reebok, I think, I think they're struggling for brand identity. If you ask me, yeah, kind of, that's a good way of especially, putting it. <clears throat> especially under Adidas. Um, so I think getting them away from Adidas, is, you know, to this authentic brands group, is probably a better move for them. And then you know. Th- they'll have that, I suppose, more, hopefully more freedom to push the brand and how they want it, how they want it to work. I think the big thing with this authentic brands group is um, they've got Shaq as well, don't they? One of their, one of their people. It's a so, very bizarre yeah. list of um, It is, of isn't it? Yeah. You've, you've got, yeah, Shaq is on there. Muhammad Ali yeah. um, is also so part weird. of them. Marilyn Monroe, just um, just to throw another one in there. It's all very bizarre. Elvis Presley, uh, my mum's going to be very happy. She's a massive <laughs> Elvis fan. If we start getting Reebok Elvis collabs, I'm broke, honestly. I'll tell you what, a blue suede Reebok Club C, oh. so, sign oh, me hello. up. Sign hello. me oh. up. Maybe like some a bit of musical inspiration on like the tongue and the heel tab and things like this. I mean, if, if anyone I'm, from I'm Reebok is lie. listening, make it. I'd, I'm looking at some of these other brands that they've got. It <laughs> this is the only thing that worries me. me. Yeah, this it is doesn't the only thing fill that me with me. hope. I'm sorry. Like, okay, Nautica. There is very niche area. I get that tap out. I mean. Any UFC fans, I don't even know if they've worn tap out for the past like five years. Um, so I, I literally do not know. It doesn't fill me with hope at all. But they've listed them as athletic wear instead of kind of clothing or fashion or anything. So I think they're going to start looking at this as more of a sports brand. I don't think you're going to start seeing nice fashion collabs. I think for us and what we would like to see, I don't think we're going to see much of it. I think it's definitely going to go down more the route that they did when they were say partnered with UFC where they had very specialized um, kind of wear for, you know, CrossFit and uh, you know, all that type of thing. So I think it could be a good thing for the brand, but not maybe for us. Yeah. So we're thinking, so we're kind of thinking that Reebok shareholders are going to be happy. The average person wanting some club C's and classic leathers, maybe not so much. Yeah, I think someone like uh, Tommy Boost, big into his Reeboks, I don't think he's going to kind of be too infused by this. Unless he's a massive Marilyn Monroe fan. I don't know. He could be. And this could be right up his street. Um, but You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a, I, must admit, I looked down the list of uh, brands they've got and it, yeah, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, but, I mean, they might start appearing in Sports Illustrated all the time. So... Again, you never know. It could get more viewership. A hundred percent. Well, talking about uh, sportswear and talking about Adidas news, oh, boys, I am unbelievably excited about this next news story. And that is that Adidas have unveiled their planned releases 
for the 30th anniversary of the EQT series or the equipment series. Um, for those of you that aren't too sure on essentially what EQT or, or equipment is, um, EQT was basically a series that Adidas launched back in the early 90s, following on from, um, I suppose, the success that Adidas had with the ZX series. Um, however, as the, the brand started kind of going into the 90s, they wanted to basically have a little bit of a rebrand and they kind of fell to that they, they were no longer, especially in the US, they were no longer deemed as the leading sportswear brand. So therefore, they wanted to have a complete kind of rebrand and re-image and um, hence was the, the birth of the EQT or equipment series. They basically said, well, hang on a minute, if you were doing all of these sports, whether it be running or hiking or golf or whatever, um, you need equipment to use for these various activities, these various sports. And there was the EQT series that was born. It was born basically due to uh, Rob Strasser and Peter Moore, who, funnily enough, actually in the 80s, um, used to work for Nike. I do believe actually Rob Strasser was Nike um, vice president in the late 80s and moved over to Adidas in 1987. And the EQT series was very much his brainchild Um along with Peter Moore, who helped uh, basically design the series. But um, the, the first shoe was uh, introduced to the world in 1991, and obviously being in 2021 now, uh, here comes the 30th anniversary of EQT. And we've been wondering all year what the hell is going to happen with EQT. And earlier on in the week, Adidas launched a new website, which is www.lifeneedsequipment.com. Uh, Basically, when you go on the website, essentially it brings up this loading screen uh, that says Adidas EQT and then it says 1991 to 2021. And it basically opens up to this virtual sneaker wall. And when you go on the website, there are 16 different EQT shoes um, basically resting upon shelves on this white sneaker wall. Um, the website is completely interactive. You're able to click into each of the shoes and with each of those shoes, it gives you a 3D kind of um, silhouette of the shoe uh, where you're able to kind of move the shoe around and see all the details. It gives you um, uh, it gives you uh, interviews with the collaborators. It gives you history on the shoes. There's a page there that gives you general history about the EQT series. Um, but what's really interesting is it's basically Adidas has said, hey, this is what we're giving you. Um, and across those 16 um, shoes that are looking to release early, uh, later on in the year, it spans across four different silhouettes. The silhouettes being the EQT Running Support 93, which is a very, very um, big EQT um, shoe. Uh, the uh, EQT 91. Um, a new shoe, I do believe, in the EQT prototype, which is a never-before-seen shoe that they're bringing back for this uh, 30th anniversary, and the uh, equipment or EQT race walk. Now, the interesting thing with these four different silhouettes, each silhouette is going to have kind of an Adidas OG, and then three different collaborations with names like Foot Patrol, Atmos, Mitre, Soulbox, Hannon, Politics, just to name a few. Overkill is, of course, on there. Um, and if anyone knows anything about Adidas collaborators, these are kind of the creme de la creme of previous Adidas collaborators. Um, 
We have no further release information other than Adidas basically saying, here's a website, get all really excited. Um, but, oh my God, I... I've fallen hook, line, and sinker, and I've already made a list of the shoes that I want to buy that I'm pretty sure out of the 16 is like 10 of them. Um, Scott, what did you think about this when you first saw the website? What are your opinions? Because I know, although we share a love of ZX, you're not as hyped with EQT. So what were your kind of thoughts on, on this website? I mean, to anybody listening, I think it's pretty obvious that I don't think anybody's quite as hyped as you I'm are. I'm so excited. I mean... I, you, I don't think you came up for air for that like five ten no, minutes. No, no, Jesus Christ! My face is bright red. I feel like a kid in a candy shop right now. This is honestly big, big time. It, I mean, it, we knew there was something coming. Like we, we did know um, that there was something big coming for the thirtieth um, anniversary of EQT, and yeah, I mean to be fair, in terms of the releases, I mean I can't decide if I really like what they did with the website or not. Because it's kind of like, there are some, like, we complain because we're like, we don't know what's coming, so we don't know what to buy. So, like, with the A to ZX series, it was like, we will buy this one, this one's really good. And then something else would come along and you're like, oh, but I really like that one. But I've already bought that one, and I can't really afford that. So it's a bit like, the you liked the anticipation and you liked to see what was coming, but at the same time, you almost wanted to plan ahead as to what you were going to get. Whereas this, they've literally gone, here they all are, take your pick. And it's like, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's one. It's a bit of a weird. It's an interesting way of doing it, but I do like it. Um, and the shoes, the collaborators are massive. Um, like you said, the the names you listed off, um, you know, Foot Patrol have always done good collaborations. Extra Butter collaborations are really good. Yes, I did um, mention that. That hundred percent. I'm going to say that now. That is my favourite collaboration. Uh, that's the one. If anyone's looked on the website. It's inspired by um, dogs. It's on the Equipment 91 as well, which is a really nice silhouette. It's very similar to a ZX. Um, and it's got like dog hair on there and all these really cool little details. So that is definitely on my need to buy list. Yeah, um, this is the thing because there are like when I saw the names before I even saw the shoes, Hannon always did good Adidas collaborations. Um, like I say, Overkill needs no explanation limited edition like there's always really good names um the thing is i'm not the biggest fan of the eqt i just ha- i never have been but i think part of that is because when i really noticed eqt it was in this period where they decided we're going to put boost on absolutely fucking 2016 everything. yeah and it i there were eqts and i picked it up and i was like this is quite nice what is on the bottom of this shoe and I'm sure it was incredibly comfortable, but I just couldn't get over the way they looked. Um, so, yeah, for me, if I was going to pick up any of them, it would be the the OG um, Adidas, the uh, 93. It, it's lovely. Um, it's just a really good classic shoe, and I love the colour. But... I hadn't really looked over all of them and I didn't really haven't really read about the inspiration. The Foot Patrol one aesthetically looks really nice. Like that look that does look really nice. The colours are lovely. But after you said about the extra butter and I'm currently sat on the website and you're talking about how the inspiration is from dogs. I mean, I live at a dog boarding kennels and I'm literally around dogs twenty four seven and I'm, to any past listeners, I'm sure you've heard my 
heart-wrenching oh, story no. about the dog walker dunks. So for me, this this is just extra butter. It's good. The quality is going to be insane, like on just ridiculous levels. Um, and with that inspiration, and it's actually not a bad silhouette. So yeah, I don't think there's many I'll pick up, but I can see why you and other people are getting very excited. Damo, while I kind of simmer down a little bit, t- what are your thoughts here? Have you managed to have a little look through the website? Are there any sort of there that are tickling your fancy? Or what are your general thoughts on this way of kind of teasing these very anticipated upcoming releases from Adidas? So, yeah, like a couple things, really. So first off the bat, the website for me, like so cool, on point, like absolutely fucking beautiful. Love it. The, just the way they've got this rack up and you can just dive into each sneaker, do full 360, a little bit of bio. Absolutely love it. And it's nice that you can see everything that's coming as well. Because, you know, like you say, you don't want to be throwing money at pairs, not knowing what's going to be coming around the next corner. So at least it gives you that, you know, you've got that foresight to go, actually, I want that one, I want that one, I want that yeah, one. Yeah. Bang. At least you know. Um, and then the actual shoes themselves, the Foot Patrol one, I'm not even a big... Adidas fan, but those, those foot patrol pair, just the colors are oh, colors, colors are absolutely incredible. Absolutely love them. They actually give me, um, is it the Joe Fresh Good vibes from the New Balance? Yep. The no, em- mm. what are, no emotions are emotions ones, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, from yeah, last yeah, year. Like the pinks and the reds, there, the and pinks and like the reds, yeah yeah, 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 I see it, I see it. Um, and then the other pair again were another pair of the 93s with the livestock ones, um. Just below, a very like architectural kind of like you know, like design and really like that. Um, but whether I would get them, I think I might try go for the Foot Patrol ones. Yep. I don't know, um, but yeah, those Foot Patrol ones are beautiful. But the way I think the actual execution of the website and the way they've rolled everything out and showing everybody that is really, really good. Really like it. I would say Nike take notes, but we know that's never. Gonna uh, I also, I think also if Nike were to do something like this for like the dunk or something like that, I don't think they could build a website with a big enough sneaker wall to the amount of dunks <laughs> that they would release in uh, in a period. But, True story. Uh, but no, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, just imagine, like, I mean, the virtual gone, for days, your, just like, here's oh, for your God's 50, sake. if it was, yeah, here's your dunks. Take your pick oh, out of two hundred and thirty. <laughs> just which which one do you like? Uh, They're all the same except one of the lace eyelets is different. Well, especially if you look at the way that Nike have worked over this year, I'm pretty sure you could have a sneaker wall like this just with UNC inspired shoes. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> but that's a, that's another conversation for another day. That's a lot of blue. But um, blue. yeah, like I said, for me, you heard how excited I am just from mm. the, the introduction. The one thing I will say, and I am going to bring myself down to uh, a normal level um you are talking about 16 shoes so naturally there are going to be some that hit naturally there are going to be some that don't but the thing that's a little bit upsetting for me personally is the ones that haven't hit are the ones that you would typically like bank your life on that would hit so you've got the likes of atmos that again from an adidas perspective atmos always kill it with Adidas collaborations. They're collaborating on the equipment prototype. And actually, 
their shoe's a little bit crap. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's just obviously my personal opinion, but it's just not a very nice shoe in my eyes. And you would, I'd kind of, I put Atmos on such a high pedestal that I kind of think you should live up to this. Like I'm not, I'm not being silly to say you should be producing a way better shoe than this. Um, the same with Soulbox as well. Some of the best adidas releases out there are soulbox collaborations um mitre sneakers as well i mean one of the absolute grails for a lot of zx fans is the mitre sneakers um zx 8000 which is actually inspired by the eqt so i don't understand how mitre who are so synonymous with that zx and with that eqt colorway how they've just produced something that's kind of a bit Meh. Um, but that being said, I mean, you are talking about 16 shoes in which 12 of them are with consortium collaboration. So naturally, not every single one of them is going to be a, a heavy hitter. Um, but that is my single only, seeing as I've clearly uh, probably scared our listeners by how excited I got. I thought as if I had to bring some sort of negativity to this news story and kind of uh, bring it down to a, another level. Just some of the uh, collaborations. I, I, I feel like they could have done better. But yeah, I, already I was actually having a, a, a conversation with um, a, a another uh, kind of close friend of the podcast um, and uh, listener of the podcast, um, James, uh, James Blake Williams, uh, in fact, all the way from uh, Canada. Again, that's me trying to build my bridge over to uh, Canada there <laughs> and we were chatting about like how I'm pretty sure between the two of us we want to buy like every single one of these shoes so my list is already I think there's about seven pairs on there that I, I, I want to try and get which um, Scott once again me being selective has gone out the window there if I'm picking seven out of uh, 16 shoes hey but um, I think yeah. that I think I mean it's, it, it's going to be one of these and I know it's going to be one of these where we look at the pictures and we're like yeah they're nice and then we'll see them in hand and we'll be like, oh, no, oh, they're, damn. they're really good. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, we said this with AZX. It was like, oh, yeah, like there's pairs that are like, they're all right. And we'll pick a few up. And, and then you get them in, in, in hand and you see them in store and you're like, shit. Damn. Like, I mean, prime example, prime example, the Haiti ZX 7000. Scott and I, leading up to that release, Scott, well, you were so adamant that you needed that pair. I was like, yeah, I don't really want them. And by the end of the week, listening to Scott go on and on and on about he needed this pair of ZX. I was like, yeah, sod it, I'll buy them. And they were like up there as potentially top five of the the um, the series. So again, that was a shoe that I was very, very willing to skip and ended up really, really liking. And I think there'll be a couple like this when you start seeing... Uh, more um, kind of promo pictures and things like this. Maybe you, because inevitably some of these are going to sit. Like I highly doubt all of these shoes are going to sell out. Like I'm pretty sure I'll be able to walk into Offspring or End down Oxford Street or Soho or Carnaby and just pick a pair of these up. I know I'm going to end up with more shoes than I anticipated here, but that's not a bad thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. My bank account will disagree, but hey. I was just having a quick search for um, some a little bit more information on some of the EQT shoes, and I've stumbled upon something that I can't decide is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or the worst-looking thing I've ever seen. And it is an EQT with a 4D sole, but it's also got the OG Predator football boots design upper. It's literally a Predator EQT 4D collaboration. It is it's mental, and I can't decide if I love it or hate it. 
the 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 inner kind of football nerd in me is saying this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, but the sensible part of me is saying that is absolutely shit, and I can't I can't decide where I'm where I'm on with that. Well, but... seen as I don't know how to end that story, so I'm going to say to the listeners that is to be continued, and uh, <laughs> with that we are out of news. Okay, so, um, Damo, now we have brought you away from the uh, Shoes Around studio. I hope you enjoyed your time there. Um, we're now back to the Doubled Up podcast studios, and we're about to move on to our next segment, which is Double Up, Double Down. Um, for anyone that doesn't know about Double Up, Double Down, every single week we have a little look into our crystal ball and have a little look at some upcoming releases and basically pick a shoe that we like, a.k.a. a Double Up, a shoe that we dislike, a.k.a. a Double Down, and a shoe that we think will fly a little bit under the radar a sleeper pick um and this week it is scott taking double up double down so scott over to you thank you very much and i must admit this week this week was a tricky week and it was a tricky week because in terms of what was double up and what was sleeper picks it it's nigh impossible because there is a lot coming out um in terms of double down it's relatively simple these days because there's a dunk releasing so it's just they go just have that because it's literally just another colorway but um yeah double i mean double up there's so much coming out or should i say rumors to be coming out um undefeated nike dunk lows um fragment sky waffles in gray and navy meant to be coming out there's a lot but there was one undisputed double up for this week um as soon as we caught wind of this global release date it, it there was only it was only going to be this shoe and that is the shoe that we've already mentioned um is joe fresh goods it is the 990 v3 outside clothes i mean i'm sure you will have seen pictures of this shoe by now it's quite a, an eye-catching shoe so if you're scrolling down instagram i'm sure it will have appeared um meant to be coming out on the 21st of august I mean, this pair, it's a 990v3, which is most people deem as the best 9 version of the 990. Um, it's it's just a beautifully um, done shoe. The silhouette is amazing. It's covered in kind of beige, kind of brown uppers, green hits, and then bright blue underlays, um, which really contrast. And, I mean, there is a picture um, of that was on Joe Freshgood's Instagram of the, a little poem on the inside of the box um, that says the grass was greener, the concrete wasn't my friend some days, the mud had personality, the skies were opportunity. And I was trying to figure out, because I was looking everywhere for like the inspiration behind all of the like, colours and the contrasts used. Um, and seemingly that poem kind of puts it there, like... It's outdoors, it's the sky, it's the ground, it's just everything around you. So it's just, it's a very, I, th- I think it could be a bit of a Marmite one because it, it is kind of bright, but kind of not at the same time. Um, and some people will like that, um, you know, good friend Ryan. It's a bright blue New Balance, so I'm sure he will be all over this. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. And if you haven't had the 990 V3, I wasn't convinced at how just how good that shoe was until I got the Bodegas. 
and that bodega is i mean i took it on holiday with me and i just wore it to death like it's so good it's just fantastic so yeah um just brilliant brilliant shoe can't wait for it to come out it'll be impossible to get mind you but we'll um we'll go we'll uh we'll try as we always do we shall see damo what's your thoughts on this one well so the first thing i did was try and compare it to the bodega one that dropped yeah <clears throat> and that bodega one is beautiful i just think what they did with that was just absolutely lovely this one i saw these kind of pops of color in there i just i wasn't feeling it until until i just heard that poem that <laughs> <laughs> <There you> <laughs> oh. poem because i'm very much a i like a story behind the shoe i like stuff yeah. that you know you know generally what nike does nowadays is just drops one thing after another there's nothing really substantive behind it but when you've got that and you've just read that poem about <clears throat> the grass the sky you know the concrete all that kind of stuff and where the inspirations come from you're just like actually makes sense i'm wearing I'm, yeah i'm wearing something on my foot that somebody's you know the thought process they've gone through to get to this thing that's on your foot for me it sells it to me yeah, <laughs> you know so i actually love them now <laughs> to be honest um as you'll see in my tagline on instagram i may like something today that i didn't like yesterday or something i said so it's just who i am uh i mean <laughs> I think I feel like that's human nature. That's human nature exactly. in general. I mean, we exactly. we can all change our minds yeah. on things. We can all change exactly. our minds on things. I mean, <clears throat> Scott, uh, we spoke about this when the the, the original uh, leaked images of this picture was announced via the Sneaker Freaker magazine, and I loved the shoe then. I love the shoe now. Um, last week, um, when we did our reviews, um, I said on the podcast because of obviously money and and things like this we can't buy everything and i said the only 990 v3 i want is the version 3 the gray with the red hits um now that this bloody eqt website's come out i don't even think i'm going to be buying that one so uh by all by all means um i absolutely love the shoe it won't be something that i pick up personally but uh i think overall it's absolutely great um Funnily enough, though, uh, you were saying you were comparing this shoe. I'm assuming by the fact that you're referencing good friend of the podcast, Ryan, you are uh, referencing the fact that the blue and green is very, very similar to the Salehi Bembry 2002R, which I still, to this day, say it looks like a, uh, it looks like a bloody Nike Mercurial. Um, the brown on this does cut it up, despite the fact that they are very, very similar colorways. Because of the fact this has a lot of brown, I don't get the same Nike Mercurial vibe from this one. So therefore, mm -hmm. I do think this is infinitely better than the Salehi Bembry 2002R. But for someone that says they don't like the colorway of that 2002R, that kind of makes sense. We're looking at a shoe I like versus a shoe I don't like. But... Um, mm -hmm. Overall, yeah. yeah, good luck to anyone getting this one. Uh, we spoke not too long ago about the fact that, um, weirdly, New Balance collabs, the resale isn't that high. And for the Bodega, for example, after the, the US release, the resale wasn't that expensive. Again, the Kith 990, resale wasn't that expensive. Last time I checked on this shoe, it is currently sat about six, seven hundred pounds on StockX. So this is going to be a pricey shoe on resale. And I do think a big part of that is because of, I mean, Damo, you referenced it earlier with the Foot Patrol, that 992 that came out 
last year um, just absolutely took the resale market by storm. Everyone wanted that shoe. And I feel as if the kind of name of Joe Fresh Goods has now carried over. Um, I mean, justifiably, they're both bloody good New Balances, but I don't see this one following the same trend as we have with others um, and having very little resale. Even the Salehi Bembry that I've just referenced, that retailed at, what, 150 140 You can pick that up for about 180 on eBay or StockX or something like that. Uh, this is not going to be the same. This is going to be an expensive shoe if you do not hit on the, re on the um, New Balance website. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly that. Like, I'm just on the the lowest ask in my size um, is currently seven hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, um, I, and I, I only see that going up as well. Consideration if you're going through StockX, but the highest bid is three is three is three hundred eighty five. So we shall see. Yeah, the last the last sale was. The last sale was four hundred and thirty-three pound, and it seems to be dropping slightly. But I, it's got Joe Fresh Goods on it. That's it. It's got. It, it's just. A, it's a name, and it's the same. It, if Travis Scott brought out New Balance, the resale prices would be insane. It could be the shittest New Balance ever made, but it's got Travis's name on it, and that that make it make, means so much these days. We but can't escape this damn Travis Scott, this damn Trevor Scott that we've been talking about the whole podcast. We cannot escape him. Um, Scott, move on to the double down Trevor before Scott. this. Before yeah, before oh, this, dear, before man. this, Trevor decides to like sue us or something like that. So, all right, move let, on to the next shoe. Let's move on. We'll move on. We'll move on to a Jordan. Why not? Um, double down for this week, and this uh, this is going to be controversial, but. Yeah. There is there is logic behind it. There is logic behind it. So it is the Air Jordan One, OG High Pollen. Again, also meant to be coming out on the twenty first in the UK. Now, I don't think this is that bad a shoe, and I've done this before where I've said actually it's not a bad dunk. I'm just sick of dunks. Now the issue I have with this Jordan is one. If you've got the maze dunk, it's identical. Like, and I'm not going to lie, looking at some of the early reviews of the Pollen, the Maze Dunk looks better quality. And people will say, Dunk's, Dunk High's a shit quality. Well, that says something about this shoe. Because the tumbled leather versus the smooth leather is, it just looks weird. It, I just, it doesn't look great. Also, a couple of years, last year, year before, there was a rumoured yellow toe. And that yellow toe looks infinitely better than this shoe and they should have scrapped this and gone with the yellow toe because that shoe was meant to be and then all of a sudden it just disappeared it was very strange it got reviewed by mr foma simpson very reputable kind of online youtuber big name and it just yeah he reviewed it he said the quality was incredible all this and it just never got seen again it's very strange and it's weird that they had a concept supposedly and it's just they've gone with what they've already done like this is this is nothing new they've taken a dunk colorway and put it on a jordan which to me is just it just seems lazy it's another jordan and it seems like another excuse for pumping out a jordan for the sake of a jordan and matt's pulling a face and he's going to say something come on what, the way you handed that over to me, that wasn't like, you know when like people can only speak when they've got like the, the ball in their hand? Like that was when like you don't pass the ball nicely. You've thrown the ball at my face there. Um, but now I have the speaking ball. Um, I will say my piece, Scott. Um, and I just want to ask a question. So 
if I could just get this right, mm-hmm. you're picking this as the double down because you like the shoe, but you liked a rumoured shoe from two years ago more, so therefore you've put this as your double down. Partly. <laughs> but at the, but to be fair, like the one thing about this is, I one, I don't understand... There is again. We just said about stories. Yeah, there is I no completely story get it. I completely get it. Yeah, the and pollen's not, a shit name only... as well. I mean, no, I, me yeah. me listening, uh, me recording this podcast with you guys on a Friday morning ritual every Friday. You wake up and watch full size run and Trinidad James saying that the pollen was a shit name. So uh, I feel as if I'm, like I'm, I'm carrying his energy over to this podcast right now. Um, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, it's though, a bad name. Like with with this. Like everybody, and I mean everybody, if you go on like StockX, eBay, anything, you can pick up Dunk Highs for like a fiver, if not under retail, right? The Maze Dunk Highs, I think I picked them up earlier in the year for less than retail. I And I was like, fantastic. People are going to pay ridiculous amounts for this shoe. And other than the fact it's a slightly different cut, there is no difference. In fact, it's it's not it's not even a better version of that shoe. So, it's weird. The price point, Jordan's going up in price. What are they sitting at now? One forty, one fifty. Like it just the it this to me it stinks of yeah Nike just trying to make money uh, off what is the Jordan hype and Dunk hype at the moment. They've seen right, we've got a popular Dunk colorway. Everyone loves a Jordan. Bang, put them together, add an extra tenner onto the price. Let them let them fight over them. Sorted. I mean, I can't disagree with everything. I actually like this shoe, to be perfectly honest. Um, mm. But again, I mean, um, as I've said in many, I like as it. I've but said I've in, maze, as so. I've said in many other podcasts, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to take my advice on Jordans, um, bigger fool you. So don't don't listen to anything I say about this shoe. My opinion is irrelevant, but I actually quite like it. Uh, Damo, what do you think about this one, mate? I hate it. <laughs> I think it's awful. <laughs> uh, I'm okay, not a fan at all. It's just, it's just crap, isn't it? Like, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the yellow. I don't like the black on the in, like you know, on the mid panel. Just not a fan of that. It's, yeah, it's just like you say. They're just chucking colors now at, at the Jordans just to appeal the masses, and it's just for me, man. I saw I saw one image of it. And I was just I'm not even bothered to be honest. Like, I don't want more to add to that, really. <laughs> I don't want to just, you know, be like, it's a shit shoe. <laughs> hey, I mean, the only reason why you can't say that is because Scott's already put the copyright in for it shit. So that's that's <laughs> that's, that's his saying and no one else's. So uh, if anyone's going to say that, but uh, I think, uh, yeah. It is lazy. I think overall, I think all, all of us are on the same level here that we just think yeah. it's a bit lazy. Yeah. It's a bit soulless, isn't yeah. it? They're just Ooh, like, Soulless. Meh. I like that. Yeah, that can stay. Like We, yeah, you, we can th- we can steal that and use that in future episodes, Scott. Yeah. Oh, you wait, because, I mean, we're going to move on to the sleeper pick, which follows in exactly the same pattern. And the thing is, the sleeper pick is a shoe that we like, and we're pro- I'm probably about to beat this shit into the ground. But it is... The sleeper pick for this week is the Air Max 95 Smoke Grey slash White. Honestly, it's it's got different names on every different website. And there is absolutely no reason 
as to to be honest they've actually done a, like they've probably tried harder to butcher this shoe than they have to make it decent in terms of release right so this is the mx95 smoke gray it releases on the 16th so day of release of the podcast on so monday and it's a lovely lovely 95 gradient of gray to white different lots of materials and seemingly takes inspiration from japan so it has on the sole of the shoe the kind of the um on the um the outsole it has kind of cherry blossom um, on the bottom really nice up the up the heel it's actually got cherry blossoms embossed into the silver if you look at the materials there's different patterns japanese patterns in there can you find any of that information on any of the release pages from end from sneakers can you fuck literally they've got a shoe that they actually seemingly have designed with a story and just decided we're not going to tell you it's just 95 it's just, literally the name of the shoe is just the colorway and it's such it's a good shoe but it makes me it when i saw the pattern the the petals i immediately thought of the adidas zx8000 hanami right which has a very similar basis in japanese cherry blossom festival that shoe comes in a, an amazing box amazing extras really good story plastered all over that shoe in what is really a standard pink shoe becomes so much more because of what they did and the story they told with it this has gone the complete opposite They've got the opportunity to tell a really good story and paint this as a kind of a special Japanese shoe. And they've gone and done made the shoe and then just gone, yeah, fuck it. It's just so bizarre. Maybe it was like Twitter and they had like a word cap on how many things they could put on sneakers or something like that. Maybe they just ran out of words for the story, mate. It's so weird. It's really weird because I do really like this shoe. But it's just one of them. And the funny thing is... I. I've been seeing on Instagram, and I, I don't like these, but there's been a lot of paid people setting up pages, people that have got way too much spare time on their hands, setting up pages about kind of basically like mock accounts for like End and for Offspring and for all of these places where no one can ever seem to pick up shoes. And there was a post about this, and they're like, oh, look at this, it's a shit shoe, and they're going to make you buy it anyway. It, it's not a shit shoe. It's actually probably one of the better 95s to release in recent times. Yeah, I really like this. But you just you don't get told about it. So, to be, what are yeah. you meant to think? I mean, sorry to butt in, Scott, but I, I, I'm glad you told me about that history because I actually caught the back end of this week's uh, Sneakers Live. And the guy, is it Will, that does the, the hosting? Yeah. He was talking through, he'd obviously already explained probably the history of this shoe um, all I caught is him talking about the cherry blossoms on the bottom and he was talking about the fact that it's got lots of like canvas materials it's not got like your traditional Air Max 95 no. materials and just from him saying cherry blossoms on the bottom and a canvas upper I was like oh, I really like this shoe but you're right like I had no idea that it had any sort of like Japanese um, uh, uh, kind of um, link whatsoever until you just told me that story um so that is a little bit frustrating but that being said it's a really really nice um air max and i think for anyone that's struggling at the minute to pick up shoes and they're thinking right what can i buy that's gonna again we always talk about it grs in x amount of years time people are going to be like oh my god what's that 
this is that shoe. This is going to be a fairly easy pickup this week. And for anyone that wants to buy a pair of Air Max, I would definitely recommend this. You've got different materials. You've got a story. Yes, sneakers is shit um, because it's not telling you that story. But I would 100% like if I was looking to pick up a GR and Air Max is what's tickling my fancy, um, this would definitely be it this week. Um, Damo, what's your thoughts on this one, mate? No, I think it's, I also like you caught, uh, just caught it on the sneakers live as well. I think Will was talking about it. Um, I do love all the cherry blossom, especially in the embossed off the back. looks really nice. And then that really on the nice. actual sole as well. And then I think it's also got it on the, um, the insole. inside the yeah. shoe as well. Yeah. yeah, it's got like cherry. Yeah. I think it's really nice. And they've, they have missed a trick there. Why have they not gone out and expanded on that? Like used the story or whatever, because there are people out there that buy into that and would be after it a bit more. As a shoe, I think it's a great looking shoe. Like I'm not a huge 95 fan, but that is a nice looking shoe. I love a 95 upper. It's just the sole. I'm not a massive fan. Yeah. But the 95 upper, that's mm. that is beautiful. Just the, the hints of red as well, just lovely. The good thing I think about this shoe as well is that it's a very like it is. If you think about a classic 95, it has that kind of like dark to uh, dark to light um kind of transition obviously normally mm. it's dark at the bottom and it goes up to a light upper this has reversed it so you're going dark at the top to a white um uh, midsole traditionally it is flipped the other way around um but it, it looks like from if you saw someone wearing this at a distance you would just think oh that's a 95 but again it's mm. it's that kind of the sneakerhead mm. in us that makes us go ah you think it's a 95 i know that it's got this cherry blossom influence mm. and I mean, not being funny, Damo, you were about to tell us that you didn't like the Joe Freshka's 990 until Scott read you a poem and now you're like butter in his hands. So (laughs) (laughs) talking about people, talking about people liking stories, there's a market for this. So yeah, overall, it's good. Yeah, there is like, and you know, there's nods to like OG colorways in there as well, mixed in like Mm -hmm. there's so much, but it's just gone. Um, So yeah, that that's double up, double down. There's also a load of dunks releasing. Uh, most of them are shit, but and if you miss on them, don't worry, they'll be again. They'll come out again next week, so don't worry about that. But on that, I'll pass over back to Matt for final segment. Uh, was that a little bit of cynicism that I hear there, Scott? But uh, I don't no, know what you mean. We, we we wouldn't be cynical in this podcast, Me? never. No. Uh, just before I do <laughs> move on to our final segment, I do just want to remind everyone that Double Up Double Down is in connection with at tidy underscore tie dye. Uh, again, as we say every single week, this is not a paid sponsorship whatsoever. We just want you to go and buy our friends' socks. Uh, and again, if you're looking at the uh, the shoes this week, I mean, you might completely disagree with us and Scott with the pollen. Um, all of the shoes this week, He's uh, Mike and Alex are going to have some amazing socks to go with it. Some, like I said, block colours, different tie-dye options, lots of Nike, and then your custom orders as well if you want some New Balance or, or something like that. So definitely make sure you head over to at tidy underscore tie-dye for any of the socks uh, that you want from this week's Double Up, Double Down. But Damo... Um, You've almost made it, mate. You are so close. You are on the final stretch of your time here at the Doubled Up podcast. But there is one challenge, one final hurdle in your way, and that is the rotation game. (laughs) 
Okay, so Damo, as we said, you are here at the final hurdle. You've <laughs> almost made out of the Doubled Up podcast alive. And we've got one more challenge for you. And that challenge is in the name of the rotation game. For anyone that doesn't know what this segment is all about, every single week we take a deep dive of our guests' Instagram account and we pull out 10 shoes in which we put them into a series of 1v1 battles um, in which our guest has to pick a five-day rotation. Now, it is not... Um, contractually obliged demo for you to wear these five shoes next week however if you do choose to we'd really appreciate it but uh, are you ready for the challenge demo i am i am i'm actually really excited uh, well i mean yeah. i need to very quickly change that because normally people are scared of this game so you're really kind of messing yeah. up my vibe here mate but uh, <laughs> sorry sorry uh it's I'm fine. breaking we'll, it we'll, we'll edit it and say that you're terrified or something like that it's okay, fine cool. um so round one demo um we've started off with some jordans because again we spoke earlier about your love for uh kind of classic basketball shoes and the two jordans that you are having to choose between for round one the Nigel Sylvester Times Air Jordan 1, one of my personal favourites, being a, a, an ex-BMXer. Well, I used to pretend to be an ex. I was never actually any good. But the Nigel Sylvester Times Air Jordan 1 versus the Soulfly Times Air Jordan 1. Two very, very good Jordan 1 highs here. Oh, oh. That's normally, okay. that's that's normally the reaction we start. want in that first round. It's normally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not what I'm I really wanted. excited. Yeah, here's round one. Oh, shit. Um, oh, man. It, that is, oh. those Nigels are, the, the Nigels are just amazing. Everything about them, the execution, the mm. just beautiful pair of shoes. Absolutely stunning. Um, even better that I got them from somebody in the CSL group for retail. Oh, sorted. Absolutely, mate. Wow. I know. Yeah, he didn't want them anymore, so he pinged them over to me. So, <laughs> hey, happy days. One man's, um, one man's loss is another man's gain, as they all exactly, say. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but, but, but. Here comes the but. Those, the soul flies, the leather on those soul flies, it's just insane. It's just like, we were talking about what's the extra butter yeah. earlier, the, the cola. Yeah, pretty much. It feels like these were made with extra butter. It's <laughs> insane. They're just like cream in your hands. Like when you stroke the letter, it's just, I just love them. And the way I actually acquired them as well for me is a bit of a backstory. So I love them even more because I got them through my mom's cousin who actually lives in Miami. Oh, cool. Um, wow. Yeah, otherwise I would have had to have paid an extortionate amount oh, to yeah, stockings, yeah. which I was never going to pay. So he which, knew which, somebody which out there that it? had them. What's that, sorry? Which, which colorway was it? Oh, colorway. It's just the normal one. It's not the it's not the F and F one. Um, nice. Uh, uh, Rich, I think it's Rich Cook who's got the F and F one with the patent leather in that. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of the patent leather, to be honest. And it, I'm not a huge fan of dark shoes, like, especially when it comes to Jordans as well. Um, but the, the normal ones that are released, I say released to the masses, <laughs> whoever got them. Um, my, uh, my mom's cousin who lives in Miami, he knew somebody that had a pair and in my size and he didn't want, he didn't wear them or anything. And he wanted to just get rid and I had to pay resale, but let's just say it was a third of what I should oh, have wow. been paying. So you got a good deal. So I got an insane deal on them. Yeah. 
um only because he was good friends with the guy and the guy was like yeah i can't give them to you for retail i need to like, yeah mates rates yeah mates rates so i was like yeah get him send him over um i think because of that as well for me yeah. they're just they're a little bit more mm. special but they just I love how nice they feel on my feet as well. Saying that the Nigels are beautiful as well. The Nigels I can just hammer in anything. Well, yeah, that's that's it. the beauty of that shoe is that it's designed. Exactly, it, yeah. it it comes looking beat, so it doesn't matter if you're beating it up yeah. even more. It just kind of adds to the yeah. look. But I, I will say one of the best come ups I've ever heard of my friends, and I don't know how he does it. Went on eBay, found a pair of Jordans, sent me a picture saying, "What do you reckon? Buy them?" And I was like. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think I've really seen those Jordans before, but they were like 250 quid. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just buy them. He's like, but what if they're fake? Uh, it, you're covered by eBay. It's fine. There is our then, uh, third um, co-host there, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. <laughs> but, um, and um, he got them. And when I did a bit of research and realised what they were, they were the friends and family, Art Basil, um, Soul fly air jordans and he'd pick them up for 250 quid we got them all legit checked completely legit his size on StockX currently the lowest ask is six and a half grand and he got them for 250 pounds from some random guy on ebay that insane well i think on that bombshell um we're gonna move on to round two um so are we, uh, demo are we saying round one was the soul fly you said that that was soul flies yeah. for me yeah. Soulfly Jordan 1s. Okay. Uh, round two then. We are going for the round of the Dunk Highs. And I'm picking these two Dunk Highs uh, because I really, really like the colorways. Um, and they're not ones that we see uh, popping up too much on uh, the rotation game. Um, and that is the Atlas Skateboarding uh, Times Nike SB Dunk High, the one that was inspired by the shoes that fell off the ship and kind of yellowed when they washed up on shore um, versus the Nike SB Dunk High. And I'm going to butcher this name, uh, the uh Doraemon or the Doraemon or whatever the fuck it is. The one that's like the blue, red, white. Yeah, we, we you guys know what I'm talking about. I, I just can't you're say about. words. Um, which one do you choose? Either the shoe I can't pronounce or the Atlas skateboarding? Or oh, this one's actually a bit easier. Oh, okay. Atlas, every, Atlas every day of the week. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. The, the Doraemons are nice. Doraemon, like, they've, go. got, they've got a nice blue to them. I love the little, they've got a little pouch in the tongue as well. Um, little, you can stuff stuff in. Whatever you choose to stuff in there is up to you. Um, I was going to say stuff. <laughs> um, but the Atlas, the Atlas, like, I think it's that whole, again, that whole backstory about them, you know, what they're inspired by and the execution of them as well. Yep. Like, well, they came with these like yellow waxy laces in them, um, which I wasn't a fan of. I ripped those straight out. I was like, the, the residue, when you try and tie, it just felt like yeah. it was yucky. Um, whack the blue ones in, but the shoe itself is incredible just like the old like um the fonts that they've used on the you know on the tongue the, am i right in saying the lever on the tongue's like crackling as well as if it looks the whole old. shoe yeah. oh yeah the whole, the whole shoe, shoe yeah. is all cracked leather it's absolutely brilliant and it's such a nice pair to wear as well i love that if i had to choose any of my dunks I'd probably go with those. Ah, that's quite interesting just, because I was I, I was gonna put the, I was gonna put the Tadunkans in there, which you you put you picture a lot on your Instagram. Mm, I kind of assumed yeah. that 
by the amount of pictures you have on there that the Duncans would have been your favourite. But that's interesting to know it was the Atlas. But all right, well, round two then. It's the Atlas Skateboarding Dunk SB High. Uh, moving into round three, this is um, a round of other brands because I know we talk a lot about Nike and we have spoken a lot about Nike today but uh, if anyone looks through Damo's Instagram you will know that Damo you are a big fan of uh, a gel light three uh, as well as some other silhouettes on there as well um, so we are going for the Bodega Times New Balance No Bad Days the uh, 997S um, versus the Ronnie Feig Asics Gel Light 3, the 252.1. Oh, <laughs> that's another good one. I think, I think I'm going to have to go for the, the Gel Light 3s. I think the Gel Light 3s just take it for me. So the, the New Balance are beautiful. The way they've been constructed, lovely shoe. On my feet, uh, they could be better. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they suit my foot shape. Maybe I don't know if it's just a weird they're foot. A fun, you know, they're, all those they're, years. They're a funky silhouette because they they they're quite wide on the back because yeah. it's the nine nine S. They've made it a bit more of a sporty mm. look. So it is. It's it's not quite as nice as the normal nine nine seven. Um, but again, like you said, beautiful collaboration. I'm, I, I did think that you'd go with the gel light threes. I mean, just again, looking at your Instagram, you have way more gel light threes than you do nine nine seven S's. And that Ronnie Feig gel light three, oh, I love that shoe so much. The the, the two five two point one. That's a, a lovely, lovely shoe. So completely understand why you're picking that one. But okay, yeah. so there's round three. Um, round four, we are going for the Dunk Low. Seeing as we spent a little bit of time talking about high Jordans and high. Uh, dunks we're now going to go for low dunks and this is the nike sb dunk low um, acg terror uh, the original acg pair that came out uh, versus the nike sb dunk low vx 1000 oh. <laughs> to absolutely wear and beat my acgs are just absolute beaters they go through they go everywhere with yeah. me like if i'm out and about with the kids if we're doing biking if we're going walks and that it's generally what I throw on my feet, um, which, you know, with the name you would think is probably what yeah, I should I be doing. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's another fun fact? My first daughter's initials are ACG. We'll just throw that oh out Oh, my there. God. I swear <laughs> I'm going to cancel you if you don't pick the ACG shoe. I mean, you said it's a daily beater. <laughs> and in a five-day rotation, you need a daily beater. Exactly. And I mean, it, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to throw it out there, but if you pick the VX1000, you're picking someone else over your daughter. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the VX1000, again, lovely story. Yep. The, the way it's been executed as well, like in the hand, those shoes are incredible. Like, it's so nice. Orange label but, as well. Like, the, the quality there is going to yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Anything orange label, if you if that's coming orange label, you just know quality is going to be yeah. on point. So that's why generally dunk wise, if, if I can get an orange label dunk, I will go after it. Sometimes if, you know, if I have to pay resale, you know, 10, 20 quid or over, if I can get it just over, then I'll definitely, I'm yeah. still after the white, the white pair with the Navy swoosh. They're lovely. Um, oh God, they're beautiful, but I just can't find them for cheap enough anyway. Yeah. So, but I will, I was going to go ACG before you gave me that um, <laughs> going against my daughter's wishes and all that <laughs> because I do wear them a lot and I think they are probably one of my favorite pairs. 
So uh, I, I think overall, I mean, they're, they're two great dunks. I mean, again, I know I do yeah. bash Nike quite a lot on the podcast, but I mean, if I'm picking out two um, great looking dunks over the last two years, I think that ACG pair came out last year. Um, but obviously the VX1000 was earlier on this year. I mean, they're two mm-hmm. of the better um, SB dunks that have been coming out recently. And, yeah. oh, I'm sure, Damo, you already know what this is going to be for the final <laughs> round. Uh, seen as we said earlier that you are the man of the Jordan 1 low. And I think if you can kind of see the pattern, we started with a Jordan high then we went into a dunk high we then went into a uh a, then we went into a, a dunk low we need a jordan low um the the final round uh we have the air jordan one low chicago versus the travis scott air jordan one low now i don't I know knew that was coming <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, you kind of probably must have thought. I, I don't know. So you might have a much more personal connection with one of these shoes uh, than the other. But again, if I'm looking at someone that has a collection of Jordan 1 Lows, the Chicago being the most famous colorway and the Travis Scott Jordan 1 Low being arguably one of the most hyped Jordan 1 Lows ever, um, I thought it'd be quite a good little battle. So it's kind of the, the, the battle of the classic colorway versus the black, uh, battle of the new school um, in the Travis Scott. But uh, which one do you choose? So I've got a really personal connection to both of them, to be fair. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> make it easier a... then. No, okay. No, it doesn't. So the the, the Travelos, like, obviously I got the Trav Highs um, through OS uh, and really fortunate to win those and that. And that's got hooked me into TSL. Um, and it was because I was a member of TSL that I got the Travelos. Oh, okay. Wow. Because I woke up in the morning that Saturday, I think it was Saturday morning, and um, obviously, because I've got kids that got woken up, you know, well before sneakers drops yep. um, and kind of generally, you know, how people do, you just work your way around your social media, uh, Instagram, whatever, and dropped into the Slack group. And somebody was like, check sneakers. They've just loaded the Travs. They're launching in, eight, in 15 minutes. So I was like, no, nah, never. Surely not. Went in. They were there, shock dropped. Yeah, I was like, what? So loads of us entered and loads of us hit on them as well. That's amazing. Because nobody knew they were going to be dropping. And only because I was part of that group, I would have then realized because checking sneakers every morning was not really something I did. Like, it was just meh. If something was releasing, I knew about. I would go in and yeah, enter a draw you, for you it. You don't just check for shock drops all the time. I mean, no, nowadays, no. people do because you never know what's going to happen. But exactly. like I said, there was a time where people weren't just yeah. checking every day. You checked for your raffles, and that was about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. So you know, being part of that group is the reason I got them, and because I had the high and the low, and I was like straight away when I had them both, I was like lows every day of the week. Jordan one low for me. The colorway was better. The wearability was better. It was just a better shoe for me. Don't get me wrong, I love my highs. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, get rid of it. But I would choose yeah, if I, I had to mean. choose taking that low every day of the week. Um, but then the Chicago's. So I was after the Chicago's for at least a year, like trying to hunt a pair down at a decent price. And I wasn't gonna go through StockX because StockX was just crazy money. I don't know what they're going for at the moment, but it's just, it's just ridiculous for a pair of Jordan one lows, like um carried on looking waiting asking looking waiting asking as i did um and then some i think it was must have been a couple of months ago or whatever a pair popped up on facebook i think it might have been soul supplier or something and somebody was you know somebody's like ah oh, uk 11 jordans what you show me what you got kind of thing 
and some dude replied from like mainland Europe. Oh, I got a pair of like used Chicago lows. I was like, no. And then he wanted like quite a lot of money for him. I was like, mm. so I messaged him. I was like, oh, you know what you after blah blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can, don't know if I can go there. And that what he's like, oh, what can you go? Ended up getting him down quite a bit, like chopping a third off what he wanted. Oh, wow. Um, just by by saying, oh, I'm gonna have to pay loads, you know, for like importing and all that kind of crap and. I ended up getting them for I think it must have been less than two hundred or something. Oh wow! Um, and then I paid import in that. It wasn't that much actually import that I that I thought it was going to be. So I, ended, I think all in ended up being about two fifty, two sixty. I mean for Chicago um, one Jordan uh, for Chicago. I can get that. I can't yeah. The other way where I'm saying that Jordan one low Chicago's. There we go. We'll get yeah there, exactly. So and mm. I was because uh, I'd been after them for so long. I was like, I'm not going to find another pair in this condition for this price. So I was like, because I've not really been buying many pairs this year. All I'd really bought was, I think I bought a pair of the, um, I got the VX1000s through Flatspot. I got the Ghost Green Jordan 1 Loads, which drops. And then the, I think I picked up the Neutral Greys as well recently. Yeah. Jordan 1 Lows. Um, I was like, I'm not really picking up that much this year. So I need to just get them. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to regret it. Because it could be one of those things like, oh, I should have got them. So, exactly like we were saying earlier in the podcast, the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Exactly, moments. yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like it in a Chicago colorway, it's yeah. a bit of an investment as well. Like they're That's not only gonna ever going to go up. Their value. Yeah. yeah. So if you find them at a good price, anything Chicago colorway, it's probably a pretty solid bet. Yeah. So, so now I've got to choose. <laughs> I was going to say, no, normally when people tell the stories in this segment, it normally means they're trying to convince themselves on which shoe to yeah. pick. Uh, but what are we going for? The Jordan 1 Low Chicago or the Jordan 1 Low Travis Scott? I think I'm going with the Travis Scott just because of the whole... I know I know. there's going to be a lot of people out there, some OGs going, oh my God, he's turned the height there, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, but... I'll tell you what, Demo, they can have their say because after this episode airs, we will be putting up your uh, rotation game on our Instagram. So those OGs that are moaning, they can just vote <laughs> Chicago. It's fine. There we go. Um, but just because of the connection with like a TSL group and all that kind of stuff and just the way it's it went cool about, yeah. so many other people getting them as well. And mm-hmm. I just love them. And I wear those as well. Like my ACGs, they get worn so much because they're a low. They're just, for me, so much more wearable. And generally my kind of fashion choice is always shorts and pretty much low cut shoes kind of lows if i can it's pretty much what i wear all year round yeah, yeah. so <laughs> because of the colorway as well they just work well so yeah i'll go with the travis lows i mean i'm gonna respect your choice um but i have just realized that we started this podcast talking about travis one lows and we're now ending the podcast talking about travis one lows <laughs> and we've also spoken about travis scott multiple times throughout this episode so uh, I, I respect your choice and I actually agree with your choice. I don't agree with the fact that I've spoken about Trevor Scott too much uh, today. But um, let me just remind you on what your five-day rotation is then, Damo. So we are going for the Soulfly times Air Jordan 1. We are going for the Atlas Skateboarding times Nike SB Dunk High. We are going for the Ronnie Feig times Asics Gel Light 3 252.1. We are going for the Nike SB Dunk Low ACG Terra. And we are going for the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low. The original one, not the impossible one that dropped today. Um, but overall, 
I think it's you've done good. That's a very solid lineup, very solid day, uh, solid rotation. Sorry, but uh, you have made it out alive, Damo, and uh, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. It's been absolutely brilliant to sit here and uh, talk trainers with you for nearing on two hours of our uh, Friday evening now. But if it's okay with the two of you, I'm gonna uh, call it a day on the podcast. So thank you for listening to the Doubled Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review, and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. Find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And Damo, we are rolling out the red carpet, my friend. Tell the listeners where they can find you anywhere in the world. Uh, at Techies and Sneakers on Instagram. That was a very kind of like modest, like oh, if you really want to follow me, you can. Everyone follow Damo. Everyone listening, go and follow Damo. Uh, but thank you very much, guys. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Cheers. You knew how to say goodbye. <laughs>